Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Interesting, you know, listening to the uh, the last segment there, you know, I live by a, uh, a philosophy called burn the ships, right? So there ne- there is a no plan B, there is no contingency, and 
I think a lot of us in life, um, when you have that comfort, right, that comfort of a plan B or that comfort of a contingency plan, it allows you to get comfortable, right? It allows you to back out of um, what what that desire and that outcome is, right? I mean, if you look at the analogy of burn the ships, if you imagine uh, you're on a ship and you, you dock in an island and on that island around you is hundreds and thousands of miles of ocean. And at any point when you get on that island, if you're docked, you can immediately get back on the boat and leave. But if you turn around and you 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 uh, light the boat on fire and you burn the ships, you're committed to the island. And it's that level of commitment, you know, in that analogy of, of either you're going to survive on that island or you're going to die. And to take it to that extreme is, is sometimes is, is what's needed really to, to achieve your goals. And if people don't really get into that mindset and, and, and build in what what's going to have to be sacrificed, how how am I going to have to plan for this? How am I going to measure this? How am I going to be successful and commit to that level? That's usually why we fall short. And the unfortunate thing is, is typically um, as entrepreneurs, we, we, we do put in the work and we just don't put in just enough, right? We usually get to 80 to 90%, but we never hit that hundred and that hundreds right around the corner. And a lot of that, in my opinion, has to do with burning the ships and being committed. But that's that's not what I'm here to, to talk about today. I uh, want to talk about and uh, really keep this an interactive forum, right? I love being able to to come on here and preach a little bit and, and drop some knowledge and then open up um, Q&A because I really want to provide value and be helpful. And I apologize if my, my voice is a little rasp. I'm uh, fighting Omicron, which I'm assuming um, several of you on here as well. But what I want to talk about is is this concept of playing offense all the time. In business, and especially right now, whether you know it or not, we're constantly in this defensive mode, right? We have so much going on with politics, work from home movements, uh, COVID, I mean, all, all just a, technology. I mean, things are changing faster than we can even keep up from NFTs to metaverse to crypto. And it finds the non-seasoned entrepreneur, the non-committed, always-on-offense entrepreneur or business owner, it puts them in a corner. And that corner becomes defense, right? You're constantly having to react versus be on the offensive. And there's a great definition of, what, of how I view defense in business, right? Defense is someone else dictating your strategy, tactics, resource allocation, and their agenda, not yours, <clears throat> right? COVID's a great example of this, right? This doesn't have to be a physical person or an example of if you're not planning for a remote workforce or a younger generation wanting to work from home and that becomes a, a topic in the office and you haven't planned for that, well, now you have someone else dictating that strategy, that tactic, your resource allocation, altering your plan. Okay, let's think about that, right? I mean, if, if we are not on the offense in whatever it is in business, we're on the defense and we're on our heels and we never can progress forward, right? We can never get the momentum needed to really win an incrementality because whether we know it or not, we're on defense. 
So I want to share with you today, I call them the three eyes of how you constantly getting the mindset and then execution of being on offense. Okay, so it's innovation, investment, and intensity. So when you think about innovation, right, again, this is entrepreneur, business owner, uh, this could be a manager, right? This is anybody in business. What are we doing to innovate? Innovate your product or service, right? So many things are changing, right? So fast with technology and so fast with, with how people view um, the, the, the buying process or the selling process, right? If, if we're not in a constant state, you know, every 30, 60, 90 days, depending on what kind of business you have of innovating your product, you're going to be behind or your service, right? Innovating how you work. Right? What, what are you doing to create a more innovative workforce, right? What are you doing to compress time, to work faster, to work smarter, to, to take less human capital and more technology capital, right? Innovating in the customer experience. This is a huge one, right? Innovating in the customer experience. When's the last time you stepped back and became a customer? Right? Whatever product or service that you're selling, when's the last time you went through that process? And I'm talking the whole process, right? Whether it starts with a online lead to a phone call to an appointment to whatever it is, right? How do, how do we constantly innovate that? Because if we're not, the customer is going to dictate it to us. And there again, we're playing. Now we're on defense, not on offense. Innovating your intellectual property. You know, what, what are you doing right now to make things quicker, faster, uh, more cost effective for the customer, right? To give your, your company, your business more enterprise value, right? And this, this is a, a really interesting one, right? Innovate your brain. Use data, not emotion. I'm going to say that one again. Innovate your brain, right? Condition yourself to make decisions on data and not emotion. That's a tough one, right? I mean, when we're constantly making decisions on emotion, it, it's putting us in a defensive spot. When you can remove that emotion and you have the systems and the, the processes in place and the data to accurately make a decision, it allows you to remove that emotion. Okay, so that's, that's the innovation piece. The next eye on playing offense is investment, right? And this is, this is investing in sales and marketing, right? This is, this is back to that concept of burn the ships, right? Are you really committed? You know, are you really committed to doing whatever it takes to, to live or die by this goal? Well, that, that takes risk, right? That takes uncomfortableness. That takes burning the ships, right? So you need to be investing constantly into sales and marketing. Oh, even if it's going great, invest more. New channels, new things are coming up, right? Offensive is constantly investing in sales and marketing. They're not figuring out ways to squeeze to stop that. Invest in, in culture, right? In, invest in great people. I talk about all this all the time. Unless you're a small lifestyle business, you will never be a great big business that has the ability to sell for nine, 10 figures if you don't build it with great people. And great people only want to work 
for great companies. And the only way you have a great company is if you build a great culture. And so this is something you got to invest in, right? You can invest in your people, your training, your facilities, right? Your, 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 your technology. Had somebody the other day um, about to hire a six-figure person and they were trying to play small and, and, and keep them on a, a, an old laptop and, and, and old technology. Why would you do that? Right? What's another $4,000 to invest in somebody you're going to pay $150,000 to make them more optimal, to make them happy, to make their job easier, to make production faster? Right? When we're on defense, we're constantly trying to play small. Invest in cheat codes. Okay? Where, where can you seek out knowledge that you don't currently have to make you better? Right? And there's a big difference. I talk about this all the time, advice and counsel. Right. If you seek advice, though it may be well intended, it's probably wrong. Right. You need to seek counsel. Right. You want to seek somebody that possesses knowledge or has achieved something that you want that you haven't. And that's a cheat code. That's that's super key. Right. Write that down. Seek counsel, not advice. And then invest in your training. Right? We, we, we constantly bring on new people and we just throw them into the fire. Okay, How do you expect people to be successful if we're not constantly training them on our level of winning? That's really important. right? When you hire somebody, you have an expectation of what you believe winning looks like. When they put their head on the pillow at night and you, you look in, you know, the, the, did I have a W column today or an L column today? And if you're not training or expressing what that is to the new hire, you're doing an injustice, right? You're leaving it for them to interpretate their version of winning, which is going to be different than yours, or their version of losing, which is going to be different than yours. And you've got to invest in that training, right? If you don't do that, you're playing defense, right? They're taking on bad habits. They're seeking out advice, which is going to be wrong. They're learning from, you know, places they shouldn't that is a different version of winning, Offense has all that lined up. You get onboarded, you get trained properly the way that you want to win, and that's a, that's an offensive move. <clears throat> the next I is intensity. Intensify your communication, right? I think this is a this is such a competitive advantage right now. We're we're in a, a world now that wants to hide behind text messages and emails and. You know, the, the art of the, the phone call to me is, is being lost. The art of belly-to-belly -belly communication is being lost. The art of non-automated communication is being lost. You want a freaking cheat code right now? Intensify your communication. Okay? I want to be talking to my customers frequently to understand things, good, bad, right? Because... If, if I'm not doing that, by the time they do communicate with me, it's usually fatal, right? Intensify the communication with your teams, with your people, right? Constantly be understanding how are we moving the ball today, right? If we're, if we're not communicating daily, whatever, whatever, a multiple of channels, right? It could be Slack, it could be email, it could be text, it could be carrier pigeon, it could be all of them, but you want to intensify that communication with your internal teams, and your customers so you're constantly in a state of momentum that allows you to quickly make the decisions offensively 
before learning things too late and they could be fatal. Intensify your accountability. We've gotten really soft as a society on accountability, right? We're constantly allowing things to slip. We're constantly allowing the goalpost to get closer, right? Make things more accountable, right? What are you doing to actually put things in place that are measurable that you can hold people accountable to, right? People want purpose. People want to understand accomplishing things, right? People want to be held accountable. It's our jobs as leaders and managers to set up proper accountability. That's an offensive move, right? You're not now having people coming in and things slipping and them explaining why and where does that put you? Now you're on the defense. When you have systems, measurements, and you're holding people to accountable and you're intensifying your communication, you're driving that. You're in control. That's an offensive move. Intensify your focus and intensify your effort. All right. So what does a daily offensive game plan look like, right? Because I, I live in the world of tactical, right? Tactics are what change everything, right? If you're not on the freaking daily, right? It, it's great to come up with a strategy or an idea to where the money happens is in the freaking tactics, okay? The tactics, the daily execution, the foxhole, the rigor, okay? So th th these are some things I would consider daily offensive game plans, right? Make a massive list of all the things that have to get done that day. Okay, what are the closest things? I have a concept called the money sheet, right? What, what are the six to eight things I'm going to do today to get me closer to achieving my revenue goal, right? Today, the things today, not tomorrow, not in the future, right now, that get me closer to revenue. Okay, and knock those things out. Right, get get those things done, right? Get that level of accomplishment, but you need to look at it that tactically, right? That myopic, right? What are the six to eight things today that are gonna help me generate revenue? Because we all know revenue solves problems, right? So that is an offensive move. Do the things that are tough that day to, to get to revenue. Um, ask yourself, why do I want to do it at all? What is the desired end result, right? You should be asking that every day, right? W what is my version of winning and losing look like today? Write it down. Because at the end of the night, you need, to, you need to measure yourself. Did you win? Did you lose? Right? Who needs to be on my team today to achieve this end result? Right? Who do I need to get a meeting with? Who, who do I need to talk to today? Who do I need to um, uh, hire? Who, who do I need to fire? What, what conversation do I need to have today with somebody? Right? What, what, what amount of time blocking do I need to do to knock out an activity right? in order to hit that end result? Okay, preparation of this. Outline the reason for the financial outcome, right? What's the reason of today that, that you're hitting this financial outcome? Is it is it tied to a larger goal? Because because we we so often set goals improperly, right? We throw a goal out there and we never hit it because we don't tactically map back to it, right? So there's a concept um, we talk about cooking school math, right? Understanding your numbers, right? If you want to make two million dollars 
this year, you need to understand how many, what's your process to get leads, to calls, to connects, to, 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 to how many times you have to touch them, to your average close rate. You should have all that formula out so where you know every day you have to make X amount of sales with X amount of activity in order to hit that goal, right? Time block to allow this deep focus. Okay, don't, don't let shit like social and distractions happen. When you map out this offensive plan that day, you know, it, it, it's critical. Offensive people manage their time. Defensive people let people manage their time. I'll repeat that again. Offensive people manage their time. Defensive people let people manage their time. And then constantly repeat this every day, right? I mean, every day come back to those three I's, innovation, investment, intensity, and then map that back to what are you doing daily to win? So I'm, at, that, at that point, I'm going I'm to open it up to, to any questions or thoughts. Sarah, are you there? I'm sorry, I'm here. I was in a different screen. Um, yeah, I mean, of everything you said, I think one of the things that really resonated with me is so many of us put this, you know, actually just saw a comment from Kim Walsh Phillips. She phrased it perfectly. What was going through my mind while you were speaking as well, a comment in the champion circle where she said so many people to paraphrase, put pressure on themselves to accomplish the year in a day. And, you know, one of the things that you said, judge that I appreciate is when you were kind of saying, who do you need to hire? What, what can you do to make revenue right now? Right. Identifying that pain point and identifying that solution. And I agree with you too, that revenue solves problems. I mean, I'll be candid with you. I think that sometimes, um, one of the things that, you know, I've said to my clients in the past is, um, you know, working in communications, that you can't have communications goals drive business goals. It has to be the other way around. And people underestimate the fact that if you can set yourself up to be more profitable right now, it's going to solve some of the problems that you're having naturally because that's what you need to have a successful business and not a hobby. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and we lie to ourselves um, daily, right? I mean, we 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 typically don't build, you know, the the plan, or we don't do the things that are required to be successful. And again, it it constantly puts us in the state of defense, right? If 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 you're if your organization is constantly bringing you problems or there's constants, Hey, do you have a minute? Or there's constant fires. That's a clear indication that you've allowed to create a culture of defense and, and you would rather put your head in the sand and just wait for things to happen versus going out and making it happen. And, you know, that may come across harsh, but that's the true, you know, difference between offense and defense. Hey, Sarah, this is Ramon. Can I jump in, Judge Graham, as well, when you're ready? Yeah, yeah go thanks, for it, man. Thank you for all you do, Judge Graham. Thanks for uh, being here, and uh, it's good to see your videos and things with, with uh, Glenn Lundy. But I just want to echo what you said, Judge Graham. I know I go through this myself. We talk a lot in the champion circle with Kim Walsh Phillips and Elijah and others about growth, how to scale. And I find that for me, at least, the difference between being, even though I'm blessed and doing well, but a smaller business and then boosting my revenue is to go get it. And so I just wanted to echo, and sometimes the challenge, though, Judge Graham, and I guess maybe I'll ask the question, it's easier to get complacent and post online and social media and have clients for to come to you 
isn't it sometimes just Graham? It's a bit tougher to go out there and sell and pitch and promote. That takes a bit harder work, but I find the results are bigger. Am I tracking what maybe you're saying as well? Yeah, hundred percent. And again, I use something I came up with called a money sheet, right? And all all that is is what are the six to eight things I can do today, right now, in the next twenty four hours that get me closer to revenue, and that becomes seventy percent at a minimum of your daily focus. If if you're a small business, the thing that matters the most is revenue. Revenue cures almost all problems in business. And for whatever reason, as human beings, we don't want it because maybe it's hard, maybe it's scary, maybe we're afraid of rejection, but that's where you gotta focus. And and we go wandering, right? It's, I call them wanderers, right? I mean, people will start small businesses and they don't understand their numbers. And what I mean by their numbers, and, and, and I use the example cooking school math, is is the the numbers it takes to level activities right for me to get a sale i need to generate this amount of leads from those leads i've got to do x amount of demos from those demos i know that i'm going to close x percent or whatever you need to have that down to a day right and then that becomes your daily target right to hit my goal i know i have to sell 15 things today right whatever that is product or service and if i don't well guess what tomorrow Whatever I lacked, I've got to add to that 15. And, and, and people, people just get defeated, right? Because they don't, fo- they don't prioritize, they don't map out exactly like, man, whatever, if I have to make 600 calls today, that's, that's the focus, right? It's not taking the meeting with the guy that's going to build my website. It's not, you know, having the conversation that my employee that's playing defense wants to have with me. No, I've got to go generate this revenue. And that's that's a tough thing. I have a question on that, Judge Graham, because I feel like you hit on such a common <laughs> FAQ on this topic, which is that I think so often people um, have trouble making that mindset shift because they're like, but I have to build the course first, but I have to build the community first, but I, I have to support my employees first, but I have to build out the programming first, but I, I have to email on a certain schedule and I have this, I have that. How do you help people make that mindset shift other than telling them, you know, just get over it, right? So that to actually say, like, are there are there tactics you suggest for them to put all of that other stuff aside or delegate it out so that they can focus on that revenue generating activity? Yeah, it's, it's comfort, Sarah. I mean, again, the, the whole concept that I came up with, burn the ships. I promise you, if... if if you have burned the ships, if you've committed, if you've, and, and I'm not suggesting this, right, but I'm using this as an illustrative. If you've dumped your life savings and everything is on the line, your freaking level of urgency and commitment changes, right? And, and- hey, listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. That's, that's part of it, right? If you have a plan B to fall back on, or this is a side hustle or whatever, it's easy not to do the shit that's hard. Right. And most businesses fail because they don't freaking commit. 
they don't burn the ships. They don't really commit. They lie to themselves. They lie to their friends. They lie to their family. And they commit 60, 70%. Well, last time I checked, the 60 and 70%, that's not a win. And, and, and that's part of the issue, right? So my, my counsel on that would be, it's, it's gut check time. It's self-reflection time to look in the mirror and go, am I really committed? Whatever that is, business, to my relationship, to, to uh, raising my children, to losing weight, right? Am I really freaking committed? Do I really want it, right? Or maybe it's time to adjust the goal to what you can get committed to. But so that'd be step one, is, is that level of commitment is a requirement to win. Then, then the next piece of it is you got to get organized, right? You got to, you have to be organized. You have to not be overwhelmed. You have to eat the elephant, you know, one bite at a time. And that's understanding your number, right? If, if you've built a goal for 3 million, that's a daunting number. If you're a, a brand new business and you, you don't even know how you're going to get there. You have to back into how do you get there on a daily basis? How do I take that one bite of the elephant that day and win? Right, because I can tell you winning creates momentum, momentum creates scale, and scale creates wealth. In 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 that That was good. Somebody clipped that. Somebody clipped that. That was good. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, hey, listen, if it's good or not, it's 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 real. And you know, uh that's that's how that that's it, that's who I am at my core. That's that's who I believe very successful people are at their core, and they they remove noise. When you understand how to remove noise and how to compress time and how to get freaking relentless to success, that's when things change. And and most of us just don't don't want to do it. We don't want to make whatever that sacrifice is, you know. But 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 what we do really well is we lie to ourselves, and that's that's the sad part, right? You know, all, all the fake gurus out there and, and, and all the flexing and all that shit, it's just noise, right? The, the results happen in the work, and the work happens in the commitment. And, and, you know, if I can leave anybody here today, it's that, you know, that step one is that, is that self-reflection of I, am I really committed or not? That's powerful. I think, you know... And then, and I want to open it up too. If there are any other mic flashes for anyone else on stage, I'm just hogging Judge Graham there because I'll tell you, I resonate with this. I, you know, I'm someone I really um, am always so focused on people. I'm so focused on programming. I'm so focused on everything that we're putting out there. And um, I can self-identify <coughs> that I'm saying, you know, because I'm looking at my own list today, right? I have all these people I want to call back. I have all these emails. I have this, I have this, I have this, I have this. And I'm like, should I be reordering this based on Judge Graham's segment? I think I should be. So I'm super grateful for you this morning. Yeah, listen, it's 70%. Every day, 70% at a minimum, 70% of your activities should be revenue generating. And you don't, you don't get to the other activities until you finish those, right? So again, um, you know, if anybody wants it, it's moneysheet.com. Um, I created that. It, it's just, a, it's just a journal. You can do it on a piece of paper. You can do it digitally. Um, I'm not promoting it. I'm promoting the concept, right? The concept is what are the six to eight things I'm going to do today that get me closer to my revenue goals, that get me closer to revenue. And if it can't happen today, it doesn't make the list, but guess what? It can happen tomorrow. 
and and we we get caught up in such a macro strategy that we never understand that the macro that only happens in the rigor and the tactics and and so if anything i would encourage people to get more tactical as it relates to revenue every day and just write it down and knock it off and how good does that feel right i, mean, I how, love do what Sorry, so and you made yeah, your like point. Me. I just have a question when you when you're done. Yeah, what's the question? Oh, okay. Thank you so much. Hey, Judge Graham, this is Victoria. So, I resonate with so much of what you said, and I love the three eyes. So, thank you for breaking it down in that simple format. I would love to get some insights into when do you actually do your business planning? What time of year? And also, how do you? loop in your team into that strategy and hold them accountable like what is that process what does that look like because that's um a new transition that i'm going through in my business and getting more consistent around making sure that my team understands those objectives everybody's on the same page everybody understands you know what is considered a win on the daily, what is considered a win every week, monthly, etc. So I would love if you can break down some type of framework or process that you followed that you found to be super successful. Thanks so much, it's Victoria. Yeah, Victoria, great, great question. We could probably do a whole segment um, on this, but I, uh, my business partner and I came up with a concept called a one-page attack and conquer plan, and we we both truly believe in business. Things have to be simple and digestible, and so we've created a, a template that you're you can operate your whole business off of one page and to break that down and to help answer your question um from a planning perspective it's whenever you know your new year starts right it should probably be a month prior to that but the this the magic in in the plan is what everything has to be measurable right so that's step one so what is the goal and typically the goal for us always has a growth or a revenue target followed by a margin um, or EBITDA target, right? So I want to know my top line and my bottom line as it relates to a goal. And then <clears throat> I break everything down into quarterly macro initiatives, okay? So in the next quarter, the next 90 days, what are the macro things that I have to accomplish in order to get to that goal? Okay, that really fall outside of, and this is really important, winning, keeping, and growing customers. I'm gonna repeat that, that fall outside of winning, growing, and keeping customers. Because winning, growing, and keeping customers, that's that's table stakes. Okay. So what are the macro things outside of that, okay, that are gonna help get me closer to the goal? And then from there, the next vital thing is you have to put a name and a date. Nothing is real without a date, okay? And all those macro initiatives have to have, have to be measurable, okay? And then you assign it to one person because I have a philosophy, you have to have one neck to choke, okay? Anytime you assign it to more than one person, it's like baby arms, everybody can point at each other, right? One person is assigned, you put a date, and then those those initiatives get broken down into monthly plans. Those monthly plans get broken down into weekly and then daily activities. And then you meet daily to understand the progress. And 
you know, that's probably a lot to unpack, but that's, that's the formula that we use. Um, lots of rigor, lots of measurability, lots of accountability, um, and, and clear expectations with dates. And judge, one thing I want to add to that is when you had with that one day attack and conquer plan, you had what a thousand employees at one point. Yeah. So, so across, yeah, 14 offices and a thousand employees and, you know, everybody, you know, by nine, you know, from nine to nine forty was aligned in a rhythm across um, everything. So, so they would have their first nine one one meeting with the people that can make decisions. Then they would pass that down, pass that down, pass that down. And by nine fifty every day, all one thousand people knew what their objective was for that day to lead to the goal. And that's how he's able to scale so fast. Judge, is there a a, a link that I can drop to the top of this? For is because you have that template, don't you? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, let's uh, let me get that for the next time, Glenn. I don't, I don't, I don't have it where it's easily downloaded. But if anybody okay. go to go to burntheships.com, I think is a good a good place to go. And there's somewhere on there that you know does an email capture or something. Somebody can ask for it, and I'll I'll get it to everybody here for sure. All right, I'm gonna do that right now. If I can ask a follow-up, it's Victoria, real quick, because I'm listening to your suggestions, um, which make a lot of sense. Would you be able to share, like, what does your org chart look like? Because as I'm listening to you, I'm just like, all right, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, my role and my responsibility and where I would plug and play versus where I need to pass some of that accountability over to somebody on my leadership team. So can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? For sure, and, you, and you're spot on, right? I mean, you, you've got to invest in good people, right? I, if you're looking around and you believe that, you know, you're, you're the smartest, you, you know, you, you probably have a poor org chart, right? You, you want to make sure you're hiring phenomenal people in the right roles. <clears throat> now, as it relates to an org chart, I mean, it, it, it shifts based on where the company is, right? But I think critical positions um, is, you know, whether you want to call it a CEO or president, um, I think right now a chief digital officer, right, is is a critical piece, um, and and that probably can fall into, you know, uh, marketing, uh, IT, and then just you know just general um, digital in innovation. A strong uh, finance leader is critical. A strong ops leader is critical, and then a strong revenue leader is critical. So, you know. Again, that can get a lot smaller or a lot bigger, depending on the size of the company and, and the maturity of the company. But those, to me, I've always found is is, is real key positions. Um, you know, I always want one neck to choke as it relates to my, my money, which is my chief revenue officer. Um, I want a neck to choke as it relates to the customer, which could be a, a ops or a chief client officer. And I want one neck to choke as it relates to my finance, which would be a CFO. choking them necks. If everyone's accountable, no one's accountable, right? Yeah, it, and again, it, it's it's a it's a great visual, right? It's probably a little too violent, but it, it's it's that's that's what it is, right? I mean, it, we we often don't achieve things or don't get things done because the lack of clarity and the goal um, of of what our and again, I talk about this, what our version of winning is is the leader. You have to 
explicitly explain your your version of winning. And you have to get your team aligned with that. If not, everybody's going to be disappointed. And then at that point, in order to get that win, you have to have one person accountable. Now, that person may have a fleet of people helping, but at the end of the day, it's one person and it's one date. So there's no ambiguity because ambiguity creates chaos and chaos creates the opposite of scale. Hey, Judge Graham, really quick. This is Jeff the Entrepreneur. I just want to say, brother, you uh, you impacted my business so much from speaking at Grow for God and uh, one spreadsheet and stuff in your burn the ships thing. So I just I had to voice it out and pleasure to make time to listen to you today, brother, because you uh, you're you're amazing. I uh, appreciate that, man. I'm glad I'm glad it was was able to help. And I and I really appreciate the uh, the shout out. Thank you so much. another question if nobody else does it's victoria <laughs> no you're good okay awesome um i'm getting this direct <coughs> answer right now thank you so much so another question i have around is you know there's so much responsibility put on the leader and so much responsibility placed on us to provide that clarity and always consistently drive the vision how do you or, or who do you surround yourself with because that journey is like super lonely and can become overwhelming always having to be the one with the answers and and knowing that everyone is depending on like you clarifying this vision like what do you do to kind of maybe perhaps have other people drive the vision and it's not just always you on at all times heavy is the one that wears the crown talk that talk <laughs> i don't you know, listen I, I can't, uh, you know, there's a reason, um, you know, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and, and entrepreneurs have the kind of money that they have, right? Because it's, it's the, it's heavy as the one that wears the crown. I mean, the, to, to offset that, um, you know, I've always in almost every business I've had, I've had a business partner and that's, that's been phenomenal for me. If you get the right business partner, now I've, I've had them before where they haven't, um, turned out to be the right one, but the majority of them have. And, and that allows you to have um, that offset that you're talking about. Um, if you have really strong executive management team, leadership team, you know, what we talked about in your org chart, um, you can help bring them in to help guide you, but you, you've got to steer that, right? It needs to be your vision, right? You have to be the leader. Um, they have to be led. Um, the other, the other one, and this is for another, um, show or another topic is the alignment at home is so critical, right? Being aligned with um, your 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 partner, your significant other, um, you know, if, if if you have somebody in your life, that that home support is key, right? And if if you're aligned there, and, and that becomes the avenue to to vent, to cry, to 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 you know show that vulnerability that that we can't show typically. Um, I would encourage to, to seek it out and there as well. Hey, Judge, this is David. How are you? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm all good. It's so nice to hear you this morning. And Victoria, if you don't mind me weighing in as well, I, I will 100% concur as a nearly lifetime entrepreneur. Uh, I will 100% concur with with judge and and you know I was mentioning to my uh, 
coaching class I do every other week, you know, a lot of people may not <clears throat> know that I had the good fortune of a giant list that included Larry Ellison, Mark Andreessen, Tom Germalock, Steve Jobs, Gordon Moore, who started Intel, David Packard, um, Steve Wozniak was, was a customer for a year for more than two decades, like Jobs was. Um, and in every one of these cases, uh, what Judge just said is true. They don't they don't pass the ball. Um, they want the ball every single day. They leave nothing to chance. They don't want the message diluted uh, in any way, shape, or form. Now, like Judge, I have had several companies where I had a business partner, um, and like Judge, you know, I've had some good outcomes with that. Um, and like Judge, I've had some that weren't, you know, to where I'm carrying the disproportionate uh, amount of of weight. And on one hand, I don't mind because I I want things to go the right way. But on the other hand, not awesome, you know, when you're doing uh, pulling the majority of the weight. At the end of the day, you have to want what you want so much, so badly, that you're willing to take on that burden every single day. And if you're not there, to some degree, it's telling you something. It's either saying that that there's something else going on that may be fragmenting your time or something else that, that's going on that, that, that's important to you. Maybe say it's something at home. Like Judge just said, maybe it's uh, uh, something having to do with your home, your partner, your kids. Um, maybe it's volunteer work. I, I don't know. But if that's the case, you most certainly need to seek out and find uh, an outstanding partner. And that is not an easy thing to do. It's a process. Uh, it's not like hiring uh, your next associate, right? When we go out and we hire our next associate, most companies just fill a position. Uh, oftentimes with a body. And if it doesn't work out, they go, oh, okay, well, nine months or a year later, I'll, I'll, I'll replace that person. But if I was to say to you, well, that whoever that person is you hire um, is going to be the only employee, you've got one shot. That's This is going to be your person for the next five or 10 years. You would approach it in a much different way. Um, and that's the way you have to approach going after a business partner because it is a marriage you have to be completely aligned philosophically, ideologically, uh, morally, ethically, uh, from an integrity standpoint, and in terms of your business goals. But you have to make a decision. I think it's imperative. You got to make a decision either to go find that human or um, to say, all right, put my head down, and this is just going to be the burden that I bear to judge's point until. I either get to a specific point uh, where I can bring some people into my company or until I get to the to the uh, end goal. Thanks, Judge. Hey, Judge, I got a question quick. Yo. Hey, um, how do you know, um, and this is, uh, accountability is huge, right? Like holding myself accountable is huge and being in part of these groups. But how do you know when it's the right time to cut uh, somebody um, from from your team who's who's maybe not holding themselves accountable from everything and kind of more making excuses than results and what's the best way to, to have that conversation first of all my philosophically I hire slow and fire fast so um, 
getting a hire is so critical, right? So, so a lot of this, this is a lot to unpack in this question, but, you know, and again, we can do a whole segment on how to properly hire and, 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 and align culture and core values and, and those things. So you're, you're ensuring, you know, with 90% accuracy, you know, you've set the expectation and culturally you have the right person. <clears throat> but assuming um, that is or is not in place, um, again, I, I fire fast, right? I mean, you you know pretty quickly. I mean, if, if you have an organization where you're, if you've properly set your version of winning, for them and you've created ways to measure that and you've done check-ins and they consistently are not doing it or culturally they're not aligned, you just got to cut them. The problem is, is we keep people around too long and it's not their fault, it's our fault. We, we haven't properly set our version of winning. We haven't given them a, you know, a plan on how we can measure their success. We, we haven't indoctrinated them properly in our culture. We haven't trained them properly, right? Whether you have or have not done those things, if you haven't done those things, it makes it very hard to understand when to fire somebody. If you have done those things, it makes it very easy and very quickly to, to remove them. And, and what I've found is when you set the right foundation with the right hire, they self-select, right? I mean, they, 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 they understand they are not a fit. And what typically happens is they'll come to you and leave before you even get the chance to fire them. Yeah, so no, and I take a full accountability. You're right. Before I um, did all that, that's that's the reason why. And uh, now that we do have everybody new with the new culture has totally done exactly what you say. This was just kind of old from the old thing. And it was it was because I wasn't fully committed back in the time. So I appreciate it. I, that's that's spot on. So Yeah, I mean, I just I, I think it is. And again, we don't communicate enough. Right? I talked about high level of communication. Right. And, and, and we're not, you know, Glenn alluded to like the my version of what I call 911 meetings. Right. I mean, be quick and dirty. Right. If, if you've got things clearly mapped that you can measure success on, these are quick meetings. Right. But the more frequency you're around an individual and you're seeing their capability and capacity, this is a big thing I measure all the time. What are people's capability and what is their capacity? And it's our job as the leader to, to put the things in place for us to have the uh, the, 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 the visibility and understanding capability and capacity. And that's a measuring stick for me to understand if somebody's going to stay or not. And, and, and the more frequent you're communicating and, and measuring things and, and understanding that capability and capacity, the quicker you'll be able to understand if they're not a fit for the organization. Hi, Judge. This is Yeshim. I'd love to ask you a question as well, if I may. Um, so, you mentioned that you um, you divide. Um, oh, sorry, English is not my uh, uh, it's my third language, so I'm not finding the right word correctly. But you know that you literally br uh, break down the yearly goals to monthly and then um, daily. I am wondering if you do that all. Like, do you literally break down your day hour to hour? And the reason I'm asking is that when it comes to the activities that I do myself, not with my team or with others, but myself, and especially the creative activities, I see that um, if I put a time to it, so let's say three to five, it just doesn't happen. That time seems to just block my creativity. 
And so I'm I'm wondering if you had the same challenge or if I don't know maybe there is a psychological thing in my past that's just making uh, preventing me from it. And if you had the same challenge, what did you do to overcome it? Because I am literally a lot better when I do not have that strict deadline. Um, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. Well, let me ask you: Are you are you happy right now with your revenue goals? Um, I would like it to be a lot higher. I am. I'm. Yeah. I'm good. So, so, but so I, I, I want to be much better. Yeah. So I would force you to get uncomfortable. Right. I mean, I would force you to say, um, listen, it's it's great to put up a, a, a project and I, and I get it. I have a little bit of creativity in me as well, I think. Um, but I think it's more important to be able to manage and compress that time than to allow yourself to to to, to have it more loose. So I would challenge you on that. I, I understand the, the sentiment of the, the question and the challenge. The other thing is, is. Um, I wouldn't break things down into like hourly tasks by any means, right? And it, it, it's your level. Like I, I use annual to quarterly, quarterly to monthly, monthly to high level weekly to tactically daily. And, and that's across multiple people breaking those things down. But, but you have to have some level of rigor or, you know, you're never going to hit the target. So I would challenge you right now, you know, I, I would say if you, you, you match you against I, I'm probably 98% more rigor than, than, than you are potentially. And I would say you should try to get to more like 70, 60% and get a little bit more thoughtful on how you manage the time and the rigor. And I think what you'll find is you are capable of, of doing it. And what you're going to do is, is you're figuring out your own capability and capacity, right? I mean, that's, that's what this forces everybody to do. Listen to me, understand this. When we understand our capability and capacity and we constantly challenge it, we are able to grow. We're able to scale. When we don't put time parameters on things, we're never understanding our full capability and our capacity. And therefore, we're never going to be happy with the result. So I would just challenge you on, on, on trying to figure that out. And did you, have, did you do something else than planning? Because it's not the vigor that's missing. Uh, I literally, if I set up the time, I will sit in front of the computer. Like I, I will. So it's not laziness or anything. But then my mind just stops. And let's say I will go to bed just to give give up. And then all of a sudden my mind starts working. So I'm curious if there's a mindset hack also that you employed to be able to be, you know, like productive when you need to that moment. Yeah, I mean, I you know maybe maybe you you need to get up and 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 take a quick walk. You need to jog. You need to um, do some other activity. I mean, I would I would start um, you know looking in, into things like that to 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 jostle it. You know, um, I actually like for me the the more that I uh, you know put a time limit on it, the the the, the higher I become creative. So you know, I'll actually set a clock if I need to just knock out something. It, it forces me, it, you know, it's the converse, it sounds like of you, that, that all of a sudden it flows for me. So I think you just need to figure out what's your version of getting into flow and, you know, try a couple things in, until you get there. And I want to speak to that too real quick, Judge. Some, like, a lot of times we just have to, you just have to start. You just have to do it. Like, yeah. you don't feel like it. It sucks. Like, it, 
Like when I go to, to do some writing, you know, I might not feel like it or I might not be creative at the moment or feel creative. <clears throat> and it's like, just start writing. Yeah. Just start writing. And the first paragraph might suck. The second paragraph might suck a little less. The third paragraph might suck less than that. And then by the paragraph four, you're like, okay, okay, I'm starting to get into a freaking rhythm here. But like, if we only did things when we felt like doing them, we none of us would get anything done. We wouldn't, it just wouldn't happen. Like, if I only worked out when I felt like it, I'd never freaking work out, like yeah. ever. So I think it comes down to, you know, you set the time. This is when I'm going to do it. And whether you feel like it, like it or not, and, and, and you get going and then the momentum will kick in. And, and at that point, you'll start to find your, your rhythm is, is my, my opinion. Yeah, and, I, and I'll do one more add to that, that, that that's helpful for me. I'll look at my list, and if I start, what I call it, I get, I get brain fatigue, right? So if, if, I'm, if I just can't break through on something, I'll, I'll go knock out, what can I go win right now? I need my, my high or my drug is, is, a, is accomplishing thing. It's a win, right? And so I'll quickly go, what can I go do to win? Can I go get a good phone call? Can I go make a sale? Can I whatever? And that endorphins from that win then usually jumpstarts that activity I had brain fatigue in. Yeah, Judge, I, I know it's the same thing. I'll do the same thing, and I do 30-minute blocks. So one thing that happens, because I, I definitely suffer from the same thing, where I want to go, I'll set a time for 30 minutes, pound out whatever it is, kind of stay disciplined, and then review. And then if it's not being productive, then I reset it. That's part of what... Me, Glenn, I love this, and this is great, but um, that's what made me come off Clubhouse, off uh, Breakfast with Champions, was because I noticed I wasn't being productive. So had to analyze my time, go back, and then come back once I got systems in place and could stay disciplined. Yeah, man, it's super important. Hi, Judge. This is Tracy um, in the Red Circle. Um, thank you so much for sharing this morning. Uh, I just want to comment on what you said about offensive people manage their time and defensive people let other people manage my time, manage their time, because I'm working on being more offensive uh, when it comes to managing my time and not letting uh, other people's issues become my issues and other people, you know, getting me off track. So. Thank you for that uh, reminder. Um, for sure. I'll be working on becoming more offensive uh, when it comes to managing my time. And also, I uh, just want to say it was awesome um, hearing from you at the conference in Kentucky. And um, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, and it's listen, it's hard to be offense, offense right? I mean, it, but what I challenge everybody is, is take a weekend or take – you know, uh, several nights over a week and start to put these things in place and put that upfront time in place so you can be offensive. And again, you know, just to, to make that more illustrative, if you don't have a COVID policy or a work at home from policy or a customer return policy, whatever it is, then you then they're going to dictate that right now you're on defense when that happens so it's mapping out and just constantly playing the offense and using those three eyes and, and if you're constantly living in the state of those three eyes you're, you're more than likely whether you know it or not you're going to switch from defense to offensive 
um, my, you know, mindset and, and, and tactics just because you're prepared now. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, Judge and Glenn, this is Yeshim. Sorry, I could not unmike quick enough to say thank you to both of you for your tips on my question as well. And Glenn, I think you just made me realize the distinction. Uh, both of you did. And I think Glenn, like, like you said, I mean, I was not leaving it up to when I feel like it. But let's say if I had set out to do something between four and six, and I see that I'm not able to do it, I would be on it, not allowing myself the right to move or do anything good till it's finished. And when I'm stuck, then it would just drag the whole day. So I think maybe I should really be like, okay, this is not happening. Just take a break. Or like you said, judge, uh, I did this uh, coincidentally, like do something where I succeed. So maybe that's going to get the motivation. So I wanted to say thank you to both of you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. My man, Mr. Judge Graham up in here putting in master classes here in Breakfast with Champions. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.